0: What's going on at the garage today, Joel? Something mysterious. Uh-huh, like what? Laura is on a mission for Mr. Jacobs, and there seems to be some strange things going on. Strange, why are you making this all sound so sneaky? Because that's what Laura's imagining, Travis. Watch. We're entering drop zone. Good luck, agents.
1: Thanks. Switching to secure channel. Copy that. Door's opening. Here goes nothing. Whee! Ugh. Agent, are you all right? Copy that, Delta. Perfect landing. I have eyes on the secret lab now. Roger, be careful. Our satellite's show multiple guardhouses and watchtowers. Yeah, I see them. But with this secret spy camo projector, they can't see me. Very nice. How will you get through the fence, though? Laser cutter. I guess you've got it all under control. Just walk through the big lead-lined gate. (sighs) Hello? Delta, I'm in. I got past the gate. Hello?
2: Hello, Fraulein.
1: Dr. Van Brian!
2: Yeah, it's me, genius scientist, and master of keeping pesky secret agents out of my secret lair.
1: You'll never get away with this, Doctor.
2: Well, I've gotten away with what? This is my private property. I have filled out the proper tax forms, had the building expected here for multiple checks to make sure everything is safe and in order. And just yesterday, I contracted with the landscaping company to make sure I'm staying with the HOA regulations. You did? Of course, I may be a twisted supervillain, but when it comes to this lab, I have been nothing but a responsible law-abiding citizen. Which is more than I can say for a certain secret agent who was found trespassing and destroying property.
1: I didn't destroy any property.
2: Oh Sure, right. And that superheated hole in my brand new chain link fence just appeared right when you arrived.
1: Oh, that. I'll pay for it.
2: Oh, no. I have better plans for you, my dear agent.
1: Yeah? Do your worst. I'm not afraid of your evil schemes with you
2: and thinking i'm only up to no good i meant (laughs) i wanted to listen to a radio program with you is that a crime now jeez judgy mutt
0: hi mr brian hey destin i can't hear you over the lawnmower let me turn it off what are you doing mr brian
2: i'm mowing the lawn what does it look like destin no
0: I mean, why are you mowing Mr. Jacob's lawn? I thought you lived in an apartment.
2: I do, but Lionel asked me to give it a trim while he's out of
0: town. He's out of town? Do you mean we won't be able to get into the garage this week? I was looking forward to listening to the radio and maybe acting out a drama script.
2: Well, I don't know about drama scripts, but I have the keys to his garage. That's how I got the lawnmower.
0: Oh,
1: good. Hey Destin, what's going on? Bad news, Laura. Mr. Jacobs is out of town. Oh, I know. That's why I'm here. I have to take care of Flynn while he's gone. Can I have the keys for the garage, Mr. Brian?
2: Oh, sure. No problem.
1: So you both knew he was leaving? Why didn't you tell me? Um, because he didn't think you needed to know. That's ridiculous. Why wouldn't I need to know something like that? Because he didn't ask you to take care of his lawn or dog before he left? He could have. I can take care of a dog just as good as you can. Hmm, makes you wonder, doesn't it? Obviously, he wanted someone responsible to take care of stuff while he was away. And what is that supposed to mean?
2: Come on, Destin. Let's head inside and listen to the radio.
0: But I thought you were mowing the lawn.
2: Tell you what, why don't you go warm it up for me and I'll join you after I finish here.
1: Warm it up? How does that work? Sorry, can't hear you. Come on, Destin. Let's go. We're coming, (laughs) Flynn. Wanna start the radio? I'll just be a minute.
0: Sure, whatever.
2: Ah, great episode as usual. What's the matter Destin?
1: He's still pouting about not being asked by Mr. Jacobs to take care of Flynn. I'm not pouting, I'm just being sad
0: about it. Whatever.
2: It's disappointing to hear that you weren't asked to do something important, isn't it Destin? I know how you feel.
0: No, you don't. Mr. Jacobs asked you
2: to mow his lawn. He trusted you, not me. I don't know if I would think of it that way. After all, it only takes one person to take care of the lawn, or feed Flynn, or let him out for a walk. I'm sure there are a lot of people Mr. Jacobs trusts to do some of these things, including you, but he only needed a couple of people to do it.
1: And when Mr. Brian and I said we would take care of these chores, he didn't have to keep asking other people. Yeah, I guess
0: that makes sense. Sorry for being a pain.
2: Trust me, Destin, you aren't. I understand what it's like not to be one of the chosen for important jobs, but you know, sometimes it's a blessing.
0: It is? You're not just saying this to be nice, are
2: you? Not at all. With great jobs come great responsibility, and with great responsibility comes great expectations.
1: You lost me, Mr. Brian. Yeah, it sounded good, though, like a movie quote or something.
2: Hmm. I guess what I'm trying to say is the more you are trusted with, the more you're expected to do with it. That's part of what responsibility is, doing your best with what you have been given.
0: I wish Mr. Jacobs was here. Why is that? He would be able to tell us if all of this is in the Bible.
2: Sure it is. Let me get out my phone. I know there's a verse somewhere in here that talks about... Ah, Luke 12, verse 48. That is where Jesus is telling us that we need to use the knowledge and gifts God has given us faithfully
1: faithfully? It means in a way that shows we can be trusted with it.
2: Right. And in this verse, Jesus says that the people who have a lot of gifts and knowledge will be expected to do a lot with it.
1: In other words, they have a lot of responsibility.
2: So, you can see Destin that having a lot of responsibility is a good thing, but it also can be difficult. I know a lot of people who have taken too many responsibilities and made them exhausted and miserable.
1: Yeah, And when you're that tired, it can be hard to do your best with anything.
2: And when you mess up, the other part of responsibility is admitting that. Taking the punishment, learning from it, without getting angry about
1: it. Now I wish Mr. Jacobs was here.
2: You need another Bible verse? Can I help you find them?
1: No, I was just hoping he'd have a drama script about this.
2: I'm sure he does, but since he isn't here, why don't you guys listen to the radio and I'll see what I can do. All right, so I have a story from the Bible that talks about responsibility.
1: Wait, you're just going to read us a story from the Bible?
2: Uh, yeah? Is that okay, Laura?
1: I mean, usually we act it out, but sure, I guess. Shh, I want to
2: listen. Thank you, Destin. All right, so this story comes from the end of the first book of the Bible. After the creation of the world, the flood, the Tower of Babel, we find ourselves with a family, a big family. Twelve brothers, one sister.
1: Poor girl.
2: Yeah, she was outnumbered. I won't go over all their names, but the one we are going to talk about today is a guy named Judah.
1: That
0: sounds familiar. Was he the oldest?
2: Nope, he was the middle child, number four in the lineup. He is a very important character in the Bible, though. You see, the second youngest brother in the family was their dad's favorite. He was treated better than anyone else, and the Bible tells us that their dad once gave him a really nice coat, which back in those times meant that he was the prince of the family.
1: Wait, brothers, nice coat? Are we listening to the story of Joseph?
2: No, we're talking about his brother Judah. You see, Judah and the rest of his brothers hated Joseph, and one day they got so fed up with him they started making plans to get rid of him permanently.
0: Get rid of him? You mean, like, kill
2: him? That's what the Bible says. The oldest brother, Reuben, talked him out of the whole murder thing, but behind his back, Judah came up with a plan. If we kill Joseph, what do we get out of it? Just a guilty conscience? What what if instead we sold him? Sold him? Sure, make a little money and get rid of your least favorite brother at the same time.
0: But we were talking about being responsible earlier. How is selling your brother being responsible? I
1: mean, it's doing the best with what you've got. Not funny. Who's joking?
2: All right, all right. As with most stories, the characters have to grow a little. Judah wasn't being responsible in this part of the story.
0: That's for sure.
2: When they went home, they made up a story about Joseph getting eaten by wild animals. Their dad believed the lie, and it crushed him. He was never the same man after that, and all of them knew it. The Bible doesn't really tell us what Judah felt at that moment, knowing that he'd been the cause of so much pain, but it did change him. Maybe not right away, but we can see a difference when we skip a few chapters later.
1: Why? What happened?
2: Remember how I said Joseph was the second youngest brother? Well, a few years after the whole brother selling incident, Judah had to take care of his youngest brother, Benjamin, as they went to Egypt to look for food. Well, long story short, they got into big trouble and the ruler of Egypt wanted to take Benjamin as his slave.
0: What's with people and slaves back then?
2: It was a zany part of history to be sure. But here's the good part. When they were brought before this great man, Judah came forward. He admitted that he had done terrible things in the past. He told about his father and the hurt he suffered when he lost Joseph. And then he told him that if his father also lost Benjamin, it would kill him. And that was something Judah could not let happen. He was responsible for anything to happen to Benjamin. If Benjamin was going to be a slave, then Judah was gonna have to become a slave too.
1: You're right, he did change. Yeah, but what happened? What do you mean what happened? Judah took responsibility.
0: No, I mean, did Benjamin escape? Did they all become slaves?
2: Genesis 44 is a good place to start. Though, if you want the whole story, you might want to begin in 37.
1: The whole story? You mean, you left stuff out?
2: I mean, it could take a couple of hours to mention everything that happened.
0: And then we wouldn't have any time to listen to the regular programs.
2: Speaking of which, mind if I start one up? Go ahead. Oop, looks like it's time for me to head out. You guys all good?
1: I am. Yeah, before you go, could I ask you a question, Mr. Bryan?
2: Sure, Laura. What's up?
1: Well, I was just thinking about... You know, what we've been talking about today. Yeah, I was just trying to think of a different way to say it.
2: What about it, Laura?
1: I know we're supposed to be responsible for stuff we have and and things we do, but in the story, Judah was responsible for his little brother. How does that work?
2: You mean, how can you be responsible for someone else?
1: Yeah, aren't they responsible for themselves?
2: I guess you have a point, but at the same time, god didn't make us to be completely separate from each other he made us to be part of a bigger group that's why we have families communities and church from the very beginning god said that it's not good for us to be alone and what's more is he expects us to take care of each other
0: that makes sense god gives us other people we're supposed to take care of the things god gives us so that means we need to take care of other people
2: right That can look like a lot of different things, but the main way to know if you're doing it right is by asking yourself if you're showing love to them or not.
1: Right. It always comes down to that, doesn't it?
2: As far as I can tell.
1: All right. Thanks for explaining it to me. Yeah, you're no Mr. Jacobs, but you're good enough.
2: Thanks, Destin, I think.
1: I'd better get back home. Got more responsibilities to deal with. Really? Like what? Cleaning my room. Oh, yeah
0: need to
2: all right but what did you turn off the radio before we get out of here
0: i've got it